0: Party time, Mom. Welcome to an op- another episode of the Chad Prather Show. I'd love to say it's Tuesday, Monday's hangover, but we didn't have a Monday. This is how much we party around here. I'm starting every episode by taking my relief factor. <laughs> oh, a geriatric party, boy. Mm. Um, Never taking pills as a drug. Not like that kind of drug. Um, I love this relief factor, though, man. I, I'm telling you, it'll make a new man out of you. Or a woman, whatever you choose to be. Oh, uh, boy, there's a lot to get into. I had a great weekend. Thank you for letting me take a day off yesterday. Guys, did y'all have to work yesterday? Did y'all have to do stuff? Yesterday? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. y'all looked all nervous when I asked that question. <laughs> yeah, Kayla had to come in because she's got to run the place. I was off yesterday. You were off yesterday? Off yesterday. All right. I to take it off. I was off. I, I haven't slowed down in like six weeks. <clears throat> you know, my allergy's been messed up and all that for like a month. And, um, Took yesterday off. And let me tell you something. I needed it. I needed it. I am renewed. I'm a brand new man. <laughs> Which is what some people are saying these days after a surgery. Um, or just, you know, whatever. Taking your boobs off. Uh, apparently that's happening a lot these days. I want to say something um, about this Bud Light thing. Before I do, though. Before I do. I know we're, you think we're beating a dead horse. We're really not beating a dead horse. I've I got a point I want to make about that. Um i'm gonna be at fort smith arkansas on friday night okay i've got a show there at the majestic i want you to come chadbraither live.com then next week's a unique kind of deal so on wednesday night they're in north houston in in spring which is the woodlands area uh, uh at Dosido. i do a show there every year but but my buddy kyle hutton has a radio show behind the music radio show it's syndicated i don't know 35 40 markets and. um you sit down, you talk about you know the career of the artist and their songs, their music and stuff, and the story's kind of behind it. Now, it's going to be a unique show because I'm not your typical songwriter, performer, all this kind of stuff. I write funny songs. And so this is going to be an interesting night. But you can go to chadbratherlive.com, grab a ticket. You can come have dinner. You can sit there. We're going to re- get on stage. We're going to perform a little bit. We're going to record the radio show. Um, and it's going to be a fun, unique little experience. That's next Wednesday night. That's the 19th. And then on uh that friday night i think it is we're gonna be over in hockley texas which is over there kind of in the tomball area still northwest houston at uh roadhouse 2920 so get your tickets come over there lots of stuff going on and i'm so proud to announce that 76forever.com is back up kind of a soft launch which kind of reminds me of my love life but um 76forever.com is And we're about to be doing some giveaways. You guys, if you follow the Hodge Twins, so we're all in the same group together now with the same distributor. They've been giving away trucks and Jeeps. And I'm starting with an (laughs) e-bike. It's a $3,000 bike, though. I mean, it's a pretty badass camo, urban camo e-bike. That thing goes like 30 miles an hour. So, um, I'd love to have one of these things, but we're starting there and then we're going to, we're going to go up to, you know, a couple of months, we'll be giving away vehicles too. So 76 forever.com. If you don't buy anything, at least go over there and input your, um, email address. All right. Enough about that. The Bud Light thing. All right. People keep saying, why, what's the deal with the Bud Light thing? So CJ and I put the little, you know, we write these songs on the fly and we put the song out yesterday. If you missed it, y'all have the clip. All right. It's embarrassing when we do these things. We really should write jingles for commercials. That's where the money is. Uh, but basically, CJ and I, we we were driving back home yesterday after being with her family off at camp, uh, camping out for a few days. And she was in a different vehicle than me because that's the way we like our relationship. And w- we had this idea for this song. Our buddy Adam Searin sent us a text message. He's a songwriter in Atlanta. And uh, he just gave us a couple of lines And we said, you know what, let's write this Kind of as a jingle for a reel And it's kind of blowing up right now If you haven't seen it, you probably have But go ahead and play the clip Just for fun, just for fun Well, good beer don't mix with politics And good women don't come with swinging Doors that go both ways And lose their mind But wiser you won't be missed Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it's It's Miller time. I want to have a cold one with the boys, not pretenders. My
1: happy hour should
0: not require me to think of all your genders. Well, good beer don't mix with politics, and good women don't come with swinging. Doors that go both ways and lose their mind. Budweiser, you won't be missed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's Miller time. Budweiser. All right. Budweiser, you won't All right. So, we did that deal. And Of course, when you do a video like that, and we knew going into the thing, so, well, you know, if you talk about Miller, you can do a play on the old phrase, it's Miller time, which was their deal forever. Uh, there are going to be people who say, well, Miller has had their little pride things, too. And they have. We, we know that. We understand that. Um, every major corporation in America has had their pride thing, their LGBT initiatives for their corporate deal. We don't care about that. It has not. It has never been about that. Listen, we, we've never come out and said, oh, we have this huge issue with the LGBT community, whatever, 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 whatever. What Bud Light did was completely and wholly different than any of that stuff. When they came out and said, we're going to honor a guy who is celebrating his 365th day, his one year anniversary of being a woman, that by the very definition of the word is exploitation of women. Okay, And then the VP of marketing came out and gave her reason of why it was important for them to do that because they wanted to get away from this, you know, inappropriate humor that they've used in marketing and advertising in years past. And they want to get away from the frat boy image. I mean, really, seriously, really, really, you are a cheap, watered down party beer. And that's what you want to get away from. I mean, you want to suddenly become sophisticated. I mean, I don't think uh, that dude parading around as a woman is drinking a whole lot of Bud Light anyway. Maybe a few seltzers and some champagne. Maybe a nice rosé out of a box when he's really dumbing it down. But I don't think Bud Light is your target audience. That's not your target audience for Bud Light, okay? So that's why like, it hit at the perfect time. The perfect time being right after the tragedy that happened in Nashville, and you know the details surrounding that. Um, and then all of the other stuff that's coming out where there's just been this attack on women, not to mention the engagement that we've had with the people with, you know, including children in this nonsense. And, and I think people just absolutely had enough. They were just, they had enough and they were like, you know what? I'll tell you what, we're going to make an example out of Bud Light. Um, and we're going to show you what we can do. And I think their profit margin or their profit has dropped by like $4 billion in a week. I don't know about you guys. That's a lot of money in a week. Um, I mean, I know every time I lose like a billion bucks, it's, it's, I wake up and take notice of it, you know? Now, will Bud Light be okay? Yeah, they'll be okay. Um, Anheuser-Busch is going to be just fine. You know, they'll weather through this just like Nike's weathered through everything, just like the NFL has weathered through the boycotts and all this kind of stuff. And for the record, you've never heard me. You have not heard me. I mean, maybe some obscure time you can go out and find some weird clip of me saying the word. But I don't think I've ever used the word boycott for anybody because I don't believe in it. Um, if you don't want something, don't use it. But to those of you who say we're triggered by a beer can that has a guy's face on it dressed like a woman, I will remind you that y'all were the ones who were all up in arms over Mrs. Butterworth and, and Aunt Jemima. I mean, you literally erased a black woman off of a syrup bottle, you know? I mean, our buddy Terrence Williams, you, you, he gets canceled for Cousin T's pancake batter because they say it's racist. It's got his freaking face on the box. That's how insane that is. But then again, the fact checkers are stupid. I got fact checked this morning on Twitter uh, because I said there's an extreme leftist group out there that says that um, teaching your children about Santa Claus can do irreparable damage, but teaching them that men can get pregnant, dot, 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 dot. I literally got fact checked over a Santa Claus tweet. (laughs) I'll let y'all roll that one around in your head there uh, for a little while. Um, So, point being, it hit at the perfect time, and that's why the pushback on the Bud Light deal. Now, I've kind of at a point now where I can go, I'm at a crossroads. I can go, I can diverge one of two ways. I can just forget it, bury my head in the sand, and leave it all alone. But I think you guys know by now, I'm not that guy. And the more this crap I see, The more I want to call it out because, again, we saw that Riley Gaines, who, of course, is the collegiate swimmer who lost to um, um, uh, William Thomas, who identified as Leah Thomas, spoke at a Turning Point event the other day and got assaulted by a mob. I mean, she got hit by a man dressed like a woman. Now, let's just reverse the roles here for a second. Let's say, let's say, let's say a man had just walked up to a woman at any given event and just punched her right in the face, just, just assaulted her, hit her. Um, that guy would go to jail. He would be a misogynist. He'd be a horrible human being. He'd be an abuser. He'd be a harasser. Any label that you could put on him. But if the man's wearing a wig, suddenly he could do anything he wants to do. He'd get away with anything. Um... We saw where, just this past week, where a boxer, no, no I'm sorry, an MMA fighter, uh, identifying as a woman, got in the ring and won the match against a biological female in 39 seconds. 39 seconds. And didn't just win, cracked her skull. Put her down. Cracked her skull. And then in the uh, interview afterwards says, all you women need to be afraid. Because I'm coming for all of you. Um, at what point in time do you say that's enough? Like we're abusing women. You're exploiting women by one, pretending to be one. And now you're getting off the hook in abusing women because you identify as one. That's, that's bullshit. That's not a reality. That's not the world we live in. You can't define it. You can't defend it. You can call me a bigot all you want. But at the end of the day, I'm standing up for women. I'm standing up for women. Now, we were fine until you decided to include children or you decided to, you know, keep pushing this exploitation of women. You want to beat up on women and all that. So it's like I can stick my head in the sand or I can really double down and continue to call out your bullshit. And I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. At this point, because I realize now and and, it probably started back when I started seeing your, you know, uh, trans day of vengeance with the guns on the poster. And it probably started way before that when you were actually, you know, we we thwarted uh, a mass shooting attempt in Colorado where another trans person was going to go shoot up a school. Um, Not to mention the fact that it happened in Nashville, not to mention the fact that a non-binary shot up the, you know, the Q nightclub and, and other different situations that are going on, because what's happening is we're seeing not only the normalization. We talked about that forever. The normalization of mental illness. Now, that's bad enough. That's when it says, hey, listen, we know that guy's crazy. But we want you to accept him exactly how he is. And if you in any way, shape, or form point out that he's crazy, well, then you're the one that's guilty. All right? That's crap. We've been going down that slippery slope for a long time. They've tried to control language, behavior, all this kind of stuff so they could protect the mental illness. Now, now they're weaponizing it. They're not. They're past normalizing it. They're doing exactly what I've said they were going to do for 25 years. I've said this. They've, they've normalized it. And now they're trying to weaponize it, but they're pushing too hard and it's pushing back against them. And they don't like that because now this is becoming a major, major deal. And so what do I do? What do I do? Do I just let it go? Do I let it go? I don't think I do. And I got more I want to say on that after a break. Because I want to give you an example. That's, it's going to make you sad, but it's going to make you laugh. Because you have to laugh at the insanity. And like us putting that song out there, people are like, oh, Miller Lights owned by Anheuser-Busch. I know you read that somewhere on the internet, but that's not true. Now, Miller Lights had their deal. But again, it wasn't about pride. It wasn't about LGP. It wasn't about any of that stuff in what we're trying to mock. What we're trying to do is remind you that women are women and men are men. Yeah, there's some small subset of society that's, you know, genetically got something going on or whatever. That's not what we're talking about either. And I truly, I honest to God, have honest to God compassion for people who are dealing with this dysphoria. I do, man. I've told you over and over again, I can't imagine being a parent. I can't imagine looking at someone that I love and watching them go through this struggle. I can't imagine the pain they're going through when it's legit. But see that right there, they're exploiting them too because so many of the, these people like the Dylan Mulvaney's of the world and the Jeffrey Marshes, they're bullshitting. They're not who they say they are. And they're exploiting people who are legitimately going through a struggle in their life and they're getting rich off of it. They're getting famous off of it. And yes, I know maybe we don't help but by continually giving them airtime, but my god at what point in time we have to mock them we have to ridicule them we have to point this out and say this is a wrong agenda these are gay dudes dressing up like women parading around as trans and none of that is reality <sighs> i gotta show you something in the next segment though and i'm gonna i'm gonna show it to you uh but first of all let's clear the air Whew clear the air and uh, i want to talk to you about my buddies over at uh, barrel buddy barrel buddy see see i can talk about guns because i don't put guns on like my show posters or anything it says come get some <laughs> now we might say come and take it you know but we don't talk about the chad day of vengeance uh-oh fbi watch list right there i use the word chad talk about more of that later but uh my friends over at barrel buddy just necessity being the mother of invention they came up with a really cool deal man cleaning a gun sucks it really does it's a dirty job i hate taking the gun apart I hate having to deal with the messy patches and dragging the rope through there you know and, and sometimes that rope hides the dirt and it doesn't get everything out of there it's not good enough so Barrel buddy's a whole lot better. So they, what it does is, is the plastic it compresses to fill the interior of the gun's barrel, and, it, and it's going to clean the rifling grooves. Uh, that are inside the barrel and it's going to come in about seven different sizes so you like this is a if you look at the pack it's got um, different sizes of your barrel the caliber of your barrel that this one's going to fit so you might buy one bag and like this one's a 357 a 9 millimeter a 380 a 38 10 millimeter and a 40 all in one bag right there all one size barrel buddy and so it's going to scrub it's going to collect the particulates it's going to absorb any of the remaining residue it's going to buff the interior of the surface of your barrel clean and you can even lubricate the for- firearm while you're cleaning. So, uh you got to clean your gun. If you're going to be a responsible gun owner, you got to clean it. This is a cool concept, man, and it'll help you take care of your firearm, so I want you to get some today. I want you to go to barrelbuddy.com today. Get a couple of packs. That's barrelbuddy.com and we'll be right back. I'm just so happy to be back. I missed everything yesterday, man. It's like missing therapy, dude. I'm ready to come back. So um, I got so much on my mind. Ah, uh, da da da, da, da. I, I am excited, though. I am very, like genuinely excited uh, about Tomorrow night's episode, because my very dear friend, my spiritual father, my mentor, you know how every now and then, guys, when people say, we like this part of Chad. Like when I'll do the chalkboard talking about the stuff last week or we'll get into the Bible study or something like people like we like this side of Chad. Um, The stuff that like that that you get. That's my friend Wade Tremor that that's his influence in my life i've traveled all over the world with him he's a guy who's known me since i was a baby um, he was my parents pastor he was my pastor i worked on his staff for a number of years and uh, i texted him i said dude this is long overdue if you'll get on an airplane and you'll fly to texas I'll, I'll pay for your first class trip to come in here pick you up at the airport i want you to come in here he said absolutely be honored to do it and uh, he's an amazing human being with so much wisdom and insight i can't wait for you guys to meet him you've heard me talk about him over the years. Uh, but we're going to do tomorrow night's episode and then we're going to sit down. I think we're going to do a couple of overtime segments together because once we get talking, we'll get going and it'll be enough for a couple of weeks of overtimes that we'll use. Um, but anyway, Wade Trimmer is going to be with me tomorrow night and I'm telling you, I am his mini me (laughs) and I'm thankful. I can't wait to spend time with him and I, I just really, really look forward to it. So, um, Fred Rogers was a prophet. See, I mean, y'all remember Mr. Rogers, right? I mean, Mr. Rogers would come out and sing his silly little songs. I can remember as a kid even making fun of Mr. Rogers because I thought he was kind of goofy, and he was. That was the point, you know, because he was kind of – he was so ahead of his time with the messaging, and – uh he saw things that were coming. He saw what was happening in the world. He was able to kind of read the trends and look forward. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going to toot my own horn here when I say that 30 years ago, I was talking then in front of crowds of people, it's documented, about the dangers of postmodernism and us coming into a reality where you could just create your own reality and be whatever you wanted to be. I, I talked about this 25, 30 years ago and um, when I was in my early 20s. And Fred Rogers was another one. And uh, you got this montage of clips here. Uh, This is worth watching. I mean, this is Mr. Rogers' neighborhood right here. Listen to what he's saying. And this would get him canceled. This is Next Level Dave Chappelle on PBS. Play the clip.
2: Some are fancy on the outside. Some are fancy on the inside. Yes, sir, everybody's fancy, everybody's fine. Your body's fancy, and so is mine. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. When you're born a girl baby, you grow up to be a bigger girl and then a woman. Everybody's fancy everybody's fine your body's fancy and so is mine only girls can grow up to be the mummies only boys can grow up to be the daddies everybody's fancy everybody's fine your body's fancy and so is mine i think you're a special person and i like your ins and outsides everybody's fancy everybody's fine your body's fancy and so is mine
0: now true now that was from 1968 to 1991 that was a montage that's how he sang that song for that long i mean at least every week he was doing it and which gives me an inspirational idea i really want to do a mr rogers sketch i want to do it i want to do an updated mr rogers just based which i don't know if i can say that word that's on the fbi you're on a list, list now we'll talk yeah, about
3: that you're later. on a list
0: yeah um and you were saying chris when he went on the tonight show and was interviewed by johnny carson everybody laughed
1: yeah and it was fascinating to see uh, mr rogers explain why he sings this song to preschoolers because he said you know people have a, 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 a want to change their gender, everybody started to laugh like, ha, 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 what are you talking about? Like, yeah. that's wild.
0: Yeah, and, and it's gone from this whole... Um, see, see, here's why this is dangerous. This is why it's dangerous as a, as a philosophy, okay? Because it set aside the biology and the science, just as a philosophy, because what we're seeing happen here is we've had people who have gone through their punk phases or their emo phases or their, I don't know, furry phases, whatever. Go through your Dungeons and Dragons phase. I don't know. Where you're trying to be something else. Uh, you're goth, right? Let's put an extra earring somewhere in our face. And, you know, you go through these phases where you want to be something. That, is, that happens in life, you know? Happens in life. But. Um, this is sort of that way. It's a trend in a big way that I'm seeing more and more of these people who say, well, I'm going I'm to identify as another gender. Now, that's not gender dysphoria. That's not what that is. That is not transgenderism. That is, that is trend-genderism. I just coined a term right there. That is trend-genderism. It's not transgenderism. It's trend-genderism. And the trend is, I want to be somebody I'm not. And so now they're trying to play this up and they're embracing it because they're saying this is a bigger. Part of our population than it really is. So when Jean, Jean, you know, Karine Jean-Pierre comes on and says, "Oh, this affects hundreds of thousands of kids because they're talking about gender mutilation, they're talking about getting your breasts cut off, they're talking about hormone therapies, they're talking about chemical castrations, they're justifying these things for children because this is a wrong way of looking at statistic population." Again, this is trend genderism. It's not transgenderism. Transgenderism, you need to feel very sorry for. That is, a, that is a dilemma that some people go through. A very minor part of America, a very minor part of the world goes through it. Uh, it but again, I know it's trend genderism because it's only happening to white kids. You don't see it in the urban community. You don't, you don't see it in impoverished nations of the world. This is a privileged transgenderism. It's a trend. It's not trans, it's a trend. And they're playing on this thing. And that's why I say this is a dangerous philosophy to get into because there are certain things that once you surgically do those things or chemically or hormonally do those things to your child's body, there's no coming back from it. So when a Bud Light plays with this ideology, and again, tries to normalize it, I think we got to push back. We got to push back. Now, I love you. You come to me. You got a problem. I'm telling you guys, if you only knew, if you only knew the stuff I do week to week, and I'm not going to tell you because my reward is not from you, okay? You, You patting me on the back saying, oh, Chad's a great guy. That's not where my reward lies, all right? I know what I do. I, I know the people I try to help. I know the people that I work with. I, I don't have to reveal it to you to make me a better person. I'm not that guy sitting out there saying, well, I got me a black friend. I, I'm not that guy. Okay. But I'm just telling you that uh, I love everybody. But I will not sit back and just let a trend take over to the point where it destroys the lives of the children around us and, and exploits women along the way. So this. Um, my, my daughter, one of my daughters, is a professional dancer. Now, I make jokes about that. I'm like, she's not on the pole. She's an actual dancer. She has a degree in dance, right? You know, she, she is a professional dancer. She went to a dance school. Uh, she went on a full-ride scholarship. When she was six years old, five, six years old, we knew she had a gift. We knew she had a gift. Now, my oldest daughter, when she was eight years old, we, we looked at her. And it, 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 like We knew that one had a gift and the other one didn't. That's the nice way of saying it. The older daughter, we said, listen, this is not for you. This is not for you. This is not your future. This is not your identity. This is not your destiny. And by the way, folks, that's what a parent does. They have that heart. That's why you get on You'd see these people on American Idol making fools out of themselves. And who gets the most pissed off when they get rejected? Mama. Mama's mad that they didn't take their baby, who can't, you know, carry a tune in a bucket. But they've heard, heard their whole life how wonderful they are. And uh, fortunes get spent on their mediocrity. And they, they, their parent never said, this ain't your deal. We did that with, with my daughters. We looked at two of them. One was older, one was younger. And we looked at them and said, this is not your gift. Now, this one, <laughs> middle daughter, it's her gift. And it is. And to this day, that is her career. It's what she's doing. And i remember, I'll never forget the day she said, I'm going to this school. I'm going to major in dance. I said, well, that's not a major. She said, this is what I'm doing. And she's doing it. She did it, and she's doing it. I'm very proud of her because she's very successful. But uh, apparently, apparently, they're just giving away these dance scholarships these days to not only people who can't dance, but positions that were reserved for females are being given to males And not only males identifying as females, but males identifying as females who apparently are identifying as dancers because they can't freaking dance. Play the clip. This is like watching the dancing bears in the Russian circus. He hits the ground so hard the camera shakes. He's this, listen, don't you dare try to frappe, dude. Do not pirouette right now. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no. Uh Uh-uh. So this is a guy with still got a bulge. Still got a bulge. Ah. Yeah. You know, when you hit the ground dancing like that, you're not supposed to shake the room all right so uh, this person who obviously is biological male took a woman's spot again that is the uh, exploitation of women took a female spot is it this is this is affirmative action for transgenders is what this is took somebody's deserving spot put them there Uh, this is Leah Thomas slash William Thomas all over again, except in the dancing world. And that there, there was nothing graceful about that. There was nothing ballet about that. There was nothing light and airy about that. You know, the thing about ballet is especially point ballet. And I do (laughs) know a little something about these things. After all these years, you're literally supposed to look like you're not touching the ground. Um, yeah, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to look like you're not touching the ground. Uh, well, he was shaking the freaking room. <laughs> uh, he's like a dancing bear. Uh, God, I wish that guy was rushing. I just would love to see that guy. Just uh, all right, relief factor. Let's talk about it. You got to have that pain from time to time, but you don't. You don't have to have the pain. You don't have to live with it. Um, we get older. You know, we pay we pay taxes. We experience death. And your body falls apart. Listen, don't sustain the pain. Don't just deal with it. Don't just try to move forward. Sometimes it gets to a point where you can't move forward. And I've been there. I've walked with a walker. I've been in a wheelchair trying to get through the airport. Trust me. The pain, it'll come back. And day after day, month after month, it fills your world. It takes your joy away. You can't do anything. I went hiking this weekend. I don't hike. But I went up on Easter Sunday morning. We went up and had a church service on the side of a mountain, on the side of a cliff there in the in the hill country of Texas. And I was like, I can't believe I just walked up this hill the way that I did and uh, did it with absolutely no pain. You know why? Because of my friends at Relief Factor. Now, it's a great way to reduce the pain, and that pain is probably being caused by inflammation in your joints. And if you take Relief Factor as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug, but it is developed by doctors, that, and it reduces inflammation in your body. 70% of the people who take it are going to keep on ordering it because it works. That's why... They're going to give you, they're going to set you up with the three week quick start program. It's only $19.95, and they're setting you up with a good deal. It's a trial pack. So I want you to go to relieffactor.com or give them a call, 800 4 Relief. That's the number 4 Relief. But give it a try. I promise you it works. Go to relieffactor.com. We'll be right back. All right. All right. I'm back. You know, I've got to wax eloquent or at least attempt to. Um, Where do we start on this deal? Okay, I want you to imagine with me that we live in a world without women. (laughs) Shudder the thought. Uh, Maybe close your eyes for a minute and just picture a world without women. First of all, there's probably deafening silence. You can feel your wallet getting a little bit thicker. You can imagine a highway system that is far safer. If so, how dare you engage in such stereotyping like that against women? Me personally, I would never stoop to such a level in my personal life, and I will not be party to it on this show. Although, although I do think we have to admit that a world without women would be a lot quieter. Oh, yes, it would. All right, let's uh, let's let's sit for a moment in the dust and the ash of a as yet nascent world in which the shifting of the dominant paradigm that we've talked about so many times on this show has now rolled the world like a boulder over the female sex, flattening it in a fit of rage against the immutable nature of nature itself. So let's mourn for the tumescent rise of the world's newest and most disingenuous form of misogyny as it eclipses chromosomes and characteristics and even emotional states. Uh, Make no mistake, guys, a war is being conducted against the concept of gender itself, and women are and will continue to be its most dire casualties. Now, I know that you know this. You'd, You'd have a hard time watching this show and not picking up on that fact every once in a while. I mean, we talk about it just pretty much every day at this point. But do you truly internalize the scope to which this disproportionately harming women and girls in the world? It is. And there's a few examples just off the top of my head. So back in October 2021, Rachel Levine became the first woman ever promoted to the rank of four-star admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. Caitlyn Jenner, all right, not only graced the cover of Vanity Fair magazine in seductive lingerie, but was also named Glamour Magazine's Woman of the Year in 2015. 220-pound Hannah Mouncey overpowered other women, you know, real women, in both Australian rules football and on the national handball team. Laurel Hubbard made history as the first transgender woman to compete in Olympic weightlifting. Aaliyah Thomas won the 200-meter freestyle by nearly eight seconds, the 500-meter by over 12 seconds, and the the 1,650-meter freestyle by 38 seconds, over half a minute. I mean, two of those were the best times in the nation, and that's just the stuff that hurts feelings, folks. I mean, we can dip our hairy toes into the murky waters of sexual assault taking place all the way from prisons around the country to a Virginia school bathroom. where a transgender student sharing a bathroom with a biological girl assaulted and raped said biological girl. The list of examples goes on and on and on and on, and it's only going to continue to grow as time goes on. And us men? I mean, we're okay, mostly. Women dressed as dudes aren't breaking into our sports and trying to beat us at them because, frankly, they just can't. And hey, any woman who can tackle a linebacker successfully, welcome to the team. You go, girl. Give that girl a uniform, whatever number she wants. Now, just about the only thing we have to worry about is accidentally hooking up with a tranny some fine night when an assload of booze combines with a heightened propensity for making bad decisions. That's bad enough. But the truth is that the consequences of this movement in history are far worse on women. And guess what? As men, it's our duty to protect women, right? Is it not? I mean, if a blind collective entity is pushing us nonstop towards the kind of cliff over which one entire gender stands to tumble, should we not, as men, rise to the occasion and defend the fairer sex? I believe we should. It's something to think about. You know, when you're done fantasizing about how peaceful things could be otherwise, folks, they're not. They are not peaceful. They're not. Ah, I could go on. But then again, the Dalai Lama, you know, I would say a lot of things if the Dalai Lama wasn't sucking on my tongue. I got to tell that story. So we got a little group text, you know, for the show. And um, Josh Jennings, who contributes to the show with some writing, he had this idea. We'll kick around ideas for monologues and things to talk about. He brought up an example using something the Dalai Lama said. And I said, bro, do you even read the headlines? do you even read the news? <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, "I sent him that thing of the Dalai Lama telling tell the boy, and it's not funny, man. It's just horrible. I mean, you have to laugh at how stupid this world has become. The Dalai Lama telling a young boy to suck on his tongue. I mean, there it is in plain sight. It's right there. There it is. He tells the boy to give him a kiss, and then he says, suck on my tongue. Now, he's doing that in public. They're, they're not even hiding it anymore. What's he been doing in private? What's he doing in private? That's what I want to know. And, and listen, I don't care if it's the Dalai Lama. I don't care if it's the Pope. I don't care if it's the priest. I don't care if it's the youth pastor. I don't care who in the hell it is that have set themselves up in a position of authority to influence children. You do this kind of stuff with a kid, woodchipper, woodchipper, woodchipper. chipper, wood chipper. Wood chipper. I, hope, I hope his eternal spirit sprays out across the Tibetan Himalayas. And, and Nepal is blessed by the effervescent presence of his atmospheric blood splatter, splatter as he comes out of the other side of the wood chipper. The man does not deserve to breathe free air. But watch. Watch what happens. They'll bury it. They will bury the shit out of this, man. That grown-ass old mother just told that kid to suck on his tongue. And then he comes out and apologizes, which means you're guilty. He said, "Oh, we're just funnin' about. We're just goofing around, having a good time." Well, let's let should we go feet first or head first into the wood chipper? Cause that for me, that's fun. I like that idea.
1: And Chad, some people were saying that it was not what we think it was. He
0: sucked on his tongue. Um, but
1: someone else brought up a good point. Back in the old days, the way a certain uh, type of Chinese people um, will show, um. Uh, they were slaves were by sticking their tongue out. Yeah. So let's say he was not trying to be a, a pedophile-like person. Was he trying to say, that, like, hey, show me your tongue because you're a slave to me?
0: Yeah. He told him to suck on his tongue. I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't live in those days. Th- those traditions are dead. The Dalai Lama is 87 years old. He's been around for a long time. He knows those traditions are dead. Um, So um, you remember when everybody jumped on Donald Trump's ass a couple years ago when he said that the Dalai Lama lacks moral principle? Remember that? And everybody's like, oh, my God, Donald Trump said the Dalai Lama doesn't have a moral principle. He told a kid to suck on his tongue. Uh, It sounds like maybe the old billionaire Donald Trump knew some things about these elitists out there that nobody wants to believe in. <clears throat> yeah. His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and truly playful way. Even in public before cameras, he regrets the incident. Let me tell you something, you old asshole. You stick your crotchety, wrinkled ass tongue out in front of me and tell me to suck on it. I have never walked up to somebody at a bar. I don't care how hammered drunk I've been at a singles bar and a honky-tonk at a dance hall. I've never walked up to another human being and said, here, suck on my tongue. 87. It, it is,
3: that has to be the wildest excuse, right? Just to be like, literally, you're on video, sticking out your tongue, and they are like, no, look, look, you gotta understand. Yeah. His holiness was just having a laugh. That's how we goof in yeah. Buddhist temples.
0: Yeah. I cut it off. That's how I goof. Um... I cut all, everything that sticks off of your body off. I cut it all off. <laughs> cut your pecker off. You're not using it, right? Just like the Pope came out last week and said that sex is a beautiful thing. How does the Pope know?
3: That's a good question. How, How does, does he the Pope know? know? Yeah.
0: That's like that's like asking me what it's like to dunk a basketball.
3: Now at least when like the priests get exposed, the pope isn't like, oh, uh, they were just a fooling, nothing to see.
0: <laughs> I'm a goofing, i a uh, goofing, la, just, la 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 la
3: It's just our uh, good boys being boys.
0: I <laughs> just yeah. to the boys, to the being the boys. Yeah. Uh.
3: Yeah. The appropriate response is the Dalai yeah. Lama had a senior moment and said something horrific.
0: Yeah. I mean, he he pulled a George H. W. Bush and pinched somebody on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just being a 90 year old man, except we know that George H.W. Bush had a long history of grabbing people on the ass and telling inappropriate jokes long before he was 90 years old. So, you know what? The shoe fits, man. Um, I mean, like I have this reputation, if you ask certain people that that I'm a Chad, you know, I'm a Chad. And if you look up the word Chad. Well, that's a pretty strong definition. We'll talk about it in the next segment. But one of the things is that he's pretty good with the ladies. Now, if you suppose that about me and you heard enough people say it, guess what? It's because I am. It's because I am. Uh, And if you're telling kids to suck your tongue, there's a solid chance that's who you are, you creepy old bastard. You don't even have to put him in a wood chipper. just snatch that robe off of him, put him in the Himalayas, let him go. Just turn him loose. All right. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Now, every year they come out with this um, from the office of the director of national intelligence. This is this is FBI. Uh, They come up with like a domestic violent extremism. Threat. This is. I'm holding in my hands the 2021 one, where they talk about domestic violence extremism and how to be on the lookout for it. There, you know, there's certain words that are going to be used to exploit a variety of popular social media platforms and smaller websites with targeted audiences. Encrypted chat applications. They want to recruit new adherents. They want to plan. They want to rally. Um, you know, I, I, I've never been approached <laughs> by anybody wanting me to join their encrypted chat. Um, you know, I feel left out, damn it, that nobody's ever wanted me to join one of their groups. Uh, so you know, they have categories of domestic violent extremists, you know, the radically or ethnically motivated violent extremists, animal rights people, the abortion-related violent extremists, anti-government, anti-authority violent extremists, all other domestic terrorism threats. But they have a list of words, man. Um, they have a list of words that they just came out with, and I'm honored because, like, the word red-pilled, the phrase red-pilled, you can't use that because red-pilled means that, uh, you know, that's from the matrix that, you know, they um, you took the red pill and your eyes were open to reality. And, you know, it's the, of course, according to them, that red-pilled indicates the adoption of racist, anti-Semitic, and fascist beliefs. I mean, they're just making shit up, just making shit up. Um, there's, um, based, you can't say based because that is a, that's an extremist word, which, you know, which means, you know, refers to somebody that's been converted to racist ideology or as a way of indicating ideological agreement. Again, you're just making this stuff up, just making this stuff up. Um, that's not at all what that phrase means at based to mean to me means you're just like you're willing to throw off this threat of this cultural norm of wanting to cancel you or deplatform you and you're just by god gonna say whatever you want to say no matter what and when you tell the truth that's pretty based that's my understanding of it am i wrong on that brandon uh
3: i mean i hate the word "based" because i think it's gay but yeah that's a pretty accurate description of it yeah but yeah they they really did just pillage 4chan boards
0: yeah and, and then Chad. hmm You know, I sent you guys this, this screenshot of the tweet, and Chris goes, oh, bro, you're screwed. Uh, I've been screwed for a long time. But the phrase Chad, and I'm so disappointed in Glenn Beck and Pat Gray and Stu. They were talking about this morning on the show. They spent a whole segment talking about Chad. Never once did they mention my name. Not a single joke?
3: No. That's, that's disrespectful, honestly.
0: Bastards. They mentioned Chad Everett, the guy from the late 60s, early 70s, who was an actor on TV, who was actually who I was named for. My mother was in love with Chad Everett. But that's, a, again, a race-specific term used to describe idealized version of a male who's very successful at gaining sexual and romantic attention from women. Incels unsuccessfully compete against Chad's for attention. And incels, of course, are involuntary celibates. They want to be screwing, but they can't. Then there's stuff like uh, a normie or a blue pill. That's That's... Normal people. You're talking about normal people. That's just, you know, people out there that are on the left side of the aisle and a little bit progressive. The Stacy. that's another form of a Chad. Um, then there's a look smaxing. That's a new one. Uh, that's a process of self-improvement with the intent to become more attractive. How dare you?
3: Yeah, so that's, a, that's kind of breaks off from, like, the incel ideology, too. These are the guys who will do, like, jaw exercises to try and widen their jaw a little bit.
0: <clears throat> okay, yeah, but is that like uh, Lizzo who said that she did? She put that picture out of her naked body the other day, she and she didn't smooth out her belly button.
3: She's definitely maxing out her her scale. She's maxing. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah Lizzo's maxing. She look like Job of the Hut. Yeah, unretouched. Yeah, untouched Job of the Hut. Yeah, I, like I saw <laughs> this. You know, that's the other thing is they want they want to they don't want you to be able to use filters on your pictures, so they can see what you really look like because that's a form of looks maxing. Um. The LARPing, live-action role-playing. I mean, this stuff is just so gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it all the time. People have always said, you know, oh, he's such a Chad. Of course his name is Chad. Um, which I'm like, yeah. Sex me, bitch. <laughs> but no, now everything, it puts me on an FBI, my name puts me on an FBI watch list. I don't think, ultimately, that's why I'm on the lists. But I mean, I might as well go all out. And for Why that, not? I thank you, Mom. Thank you. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Maybe hit that button. <laughs> All right, come up off that wallet. Go to live.com and uh, check me out in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Then uh, going to be in uh, Spring, Texas next Wednesday night doing the radio show. Come out, get get dinner and hang out and have a couple of drinks with us. It's going to be a fun night. And then uh, going to be Hockley, Texas as well, Roadhouse 2920. 76forever.com is the new site. Check it out. And uh, go over to chatonblaze.com and check out some of the stuff we got there. And uh, don't forget, subscribe, blazetv.com slash chad. Use promo code chad. Save on annual subscription. I don't want you to miss these overtimes. And tomorrow night with Wade Trimmer, my special guest. We will see you then. We love you. God bless you. Bye.